68 show, almost our longest show, man, for November 2023. How's it going? How goes it? Oh, finally, we're doing an episode where uh, I'm kind of on time, <laughs> unlike the last two weeks uh, due to the circumstances where I thought I had the time to record, but I really didn't, and then uh, space to do it, and then the bandwidth to do it, so I just couldn't. So anyways, now we're properly back in time. Um... Oh god, I'm so not ready to fly. Uh, I, I am not. I am not. So if you don't know, I'm currently scheduled. By the time you hear this, I'm probably in the air or at the airport waiting to waiting to fly. Going to Orlando Airport, which is the uh, airport uh, in Stockholm, Sweden, uh, to catch my beloved Toronto Maple Leafs. And the local team here, the Detroit Red Wings, play Friday in their NHL Global Series. Why does NHL need to go to Sweden? To expand the game that they're already known for and where a majority of their players are already in these teams and the franchises. So NHL is playing three games uh, in Sweden. For some reason, I have no idea why. And we don't have a Detroit versus Toronto game in Detroit this season. And this is considered a Detroit home game. So, and then the two, I think one other game or two other games that Toronto and Detroit are playing this season are in Detroit. Um, so which is uh, uh, which is uh, which is interesting, but I won't be able to go. So no more house divided, at least for the 23-24 season. Other than this, and then uh, I've never been to Scandinavian country. I, in fact, I only been to Europe once in my lifetime at this point, which is a Euro trip crew episode that I recorded long time ago. It's like holy crap, seven years ago at this point, just over seven years ago. Um, go back, listen to that old archive. Um, so I was originally going to go for three nights, then I just said, screw it. And then I switched the schedule to, uh, stay extra night and come back Monday afternoon at some point. It's still the same flight. I'm trying to figure that out, but I, I, I never been to the Amsterdam airport. I never been to the Paris airports cause there's no direct flight from America to Stockholm. Unless you're flying the Scandinavian airline, the SAS. Uh, but that flies out of Newark, so I gotta fly into Newark and do that. And I'm like, dude, I'm a Sky Team member forever, so I gotta do Delta KLM, and I like to stick to that schedule. <laughs> so, and then I'm I'm doing a heavy research right now, cause like, look, another goal of this trip, other than catching hockey and then see what the original home of IKEA IKEA look like, uh, is to collect the Starbucks mugs. Yes, I'm still doing that shit, and then um, I I have. I'm trying to figure out how I can get Amsterdam, Netherlands, and then the two Sweden ones, Stockholm and Sweden. So I'm co- I'm going to come back with four Starbucks mugs and add to my collection. That's my goal of this trip um, on top of, you know, go catch a hockey game in a foreign land. And I'm also, like, not anticipating or I'm not looking forward to you know, being a height disadvantage. So I'm doing a lot of neck exercises, uh, assuming that I'm going to look up a lot at all these Viking people. You know, that's a common thing thought right it's like oh yeah 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 swedish people they're all vikings right but you don't also don't realize that there's so many immigrants <laughs> there in sweden being a smaller country but i just go like you know what i'm looking forward to it i i haven't done this in a while especially like uh i guess this is like a seven-year thing because like uh, i was in jamaica it's like i've never been in jamaica or any kind of caribbean before this year and then it's like i was never been in japan and then I did that in 2016, and then did the Germany, Austria, and this year I I am doing both uh, Jamaica and Sweden, and I guess transiting through 
Uh, on the way, I'm going to go through Amsterdam Airport, the Schiphol Airport, and then coming back, it's going to be CG, CDG, the Paris. I already got the Paris and the France mug, so I'm just coming back that way, just to, so that I can declare that I did it. <laughs> so that's why I picked the two different routes, and then I just like, screw it, I'm going. And then um, let's see how it goes. All I want, I don't know what the, you know, Sweden has a lot of, drinks and i guess things but i'm not drinking anymore but i heard there are a lot of mocktails and stuff so let's see how that goes i'll tell you how it went because by the time i come back i'll be recording the next episode here i'm assuming although i got a lot of shit going on that day now i realize so anyways we'll see how it goes and then uh i'll, I'll get back to you with the report from the stockholm and then see what that's like um all right did you did anybody catch um this fucking article about Lauren Sanchez, the Mrs. Bezos, the future Mrs. Bezos right now, whenever their wedding is. And then uh, apparently they, they had a whole joke on the Vogue uh, about, hey, her life. And then she's featured in a spread for a December issue that just came out on Monday, the 13th. And then there's a whole article about it. Oh my goodness! And it's like, how, and then there's like a Jeff Bezos. Somebody called him Darth Brooks with his fucking black cowboy hat and the black shirt. It's like, Jesus! And then I just go, you know what? It's what a perfect timing that I got that episode out. And then they're like, just like doing the Vogue spread shots all around the Blue Origin facility with her and everything. I don't know how I, you know, it's like, but go back and listen to my the best of episode last week and my dumbass psychoanalysis of this whole thing. And then um. <laughs> and then some people are like internet's having a conniption it's like look man like is this a joke Jeff Bezos is not that ripped blah 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 it's like look man HGH is so accessible do you think a guy making that much money and that has that much wealth probably won't be able to spend all his wealth uh, for the rest of his life you know is just like not be able to afford that come on now and then on top of that he has so much time he doesn't like he doesn't I mean, this article says uh, he's been working so hard, but I'm like, well, he doesn't do Amazon anymore, or does he? You know, nobody knows. He's just a chairman, right? He's just a measly whatever. And I just go like, man, whatever, whatever. And then Lauren just doing her spread and everything. Look, again, a celebrity getting this level just because she's going out with whatever, whatever, man. I just like, good for him. Let him enjoy his life. If they get a divorce, they get a divorce, which is inevitable, blah, blah, blah. We could, which could be inevitable, but who cares? It's not my life. And people are just mad that like this guy made so much money doing this, and Bezos talking about the billionaire bunker in Miami. And I'm like, hey, this, this, this bunker concept. It just, it just shows you how much money they have, and then how much they have made so much that they're fearful of their success that they had to go buy a fucking bunker. And then you saw this during the pandemic, during the lockdown. They all, everybody went to all these. Rich Americans went to New Zealand and said, oh, yeah, this is where we belong. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> like New Zealand, really? And then, like, I just read that article, too, like Australia, New Zealand. In the times of the climate change, you you go to all these places in the, the down under and all that just to feel you know safer. And then, yeah, and then th there's a problem with the climate change. Everyone's going to move to where it's perceived to be like, okay, decently weathered and then end up there. And then everyone's clogged there. And then we have what? 7, 7 billion people? 7.1 billion? What's the population of Earth today? Let me look that up. Population of Earth today. I know it's going to be 8. Is it 8? Oh, shit. It's 8.1 billion. Yeah. So you think like, say out of 8 billion. Oh, my goodness, Christ. And then it's just like 8 billion. And then 
India has the most China. Okay, I'm assuming these people will not move to somewhere America and all that, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you don't think, like, these people and hundreds of millions of people are going to start migrating to all these places, you know, where it's like, oh, the weather seems safe. And I'm like, this population increase is, like, fucking ridiculous in this, on this planet. I'm just looking at this website, theworldmeter.info. And then it just, like, skyrocketed as the science and the industrial revolution has happened. And then I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Is that how the population increased that much? At least, like, what was, like, recorded back in the day, right? But I'm like, oh, man. During the 20th century alone, the world population has grown from 1.65 billion to 6 billion. In 1970, there were roughly half as many people in the world as there are now. Because of a declining growth rate, it will now take over 200 years to double again. I think we peaked. I think we have too many damn fucking people. And then the growth rate is coming down. And then all the boomers are going to die off over the next, God, I guess 50 years at this point. Because we live too long now. And like, BK, are you complaining that we live too long? I was like, I don't know. I just like, I, life isn't finite. And neither, and I just go like, I don't understand these people wanting to live forever. Like, do you want to live by yourself forever? And then keep rotating the people? Why do you want to live forever? I don't understand. It's like that eternal thing. Uh, if I were to live forever, I like to forget in between. That's my wish. Like, I like to forget every hundred years of my life so that I don't have to groan and go back and be like, Jesus Christ, I remember when fucking Lincoln died and then we had the Civil War. And then we have this kind of similar shit again. Because you know what? We have history majors and the history, but people never follow up based on history or what has happened. Those who are willing to learn from history and do something about it are uh you know are the great minds but then that's where the politics come in where like you look you need to it's easy to be critical but it's hard to be effective that's something somebody said last week and i just go god damn like no more true words have been said and then what what is the effective communication to get that over i just go like look you got to brainwash these people or you got to give them like really the one single scapegoat to blame so that you have a common cause to like focus everybody into going in one direction you know that's the only way that's why like populists and all these things are so simple and then these these morons are running you know whether it's like pierre you know polivier over in canada and then all these like fucking morons like trump and then all these others you know they're like pockets of these populists everywhere that they ripped off from america and the brexit speaking of going to europe and i just go like it, it, it's human that's that's a human nature and then the thing is it has happened before it has happened many times especially just in the last hundred years but then we never learn or we learn but we don't do something about it because people are inherently lazy but that's a different discussion i don't want to get into that stuff but then you get people like jeff bezos and lauren sanchez just dancing around like this and i'm like you have so much fucking money and then you do this shit and i'm like i don't know what are you trying to sell like vogue did this piece now, Vogue is going to make money doing it, but my question is, like, what does Lauren Sanchez get out of this other than a publicity? And then, like, look at her lips, look at her boobs, and I just go, like, Jesus, she is Hollywood. But then, like, the D-level Hollywood, she's going to be the real housewife or whatever, but she's too rich to be on that fucking show at this point. But I just go, like, what? why? What is this publicity point? Why? I don't get it. But anyways, it's just like, I, I guess Jeff is now self-competent to do this. And it's like, look at my bitch. <laughs> look at my woman. I'm sorry. You know? And then they're like, do this shit. And then like, Jeff, Jeff. Like, Darth Brooks. I don't give a shit. 
Like, you made it. You don't have to flaunt your woman like this and then do all that shit. And then I'm not one of these, like, fucking alpha male studies and then, like, all that shit either. You, you made it? Good job. I'm not one of those people, again, I talked about in that past episode, like, I don't think you're a cuck. I just think you're now living your life. You earned it. Shut up and go away. <laughs> and do something better with your fucking money instead of doing this Vogue fucking spread to show them off. No one's arguing with you, okay? Anyway, um, I want to talk. spend the last little bit talking about the whole Michigan football situation. Cause So if you don't know Michigan science-stealing scandal, the science-stealing is not the illegal part, but it's how they obtain those signs through in-person scouting, which apparently is not allowed in college football. If you don't know college football versus NFL, in the NFL, there's a radio communication where you don't have to throw up crazy signs from the sideline to relay the communication of the plays back and forth between each plays. Now, college, not every school can afford it, or at least that's been the description that's been said, so that everybody throws this like crazy sign, crazy hand signals, do all that shit to do all that. And people look at the signs and then like, all right, this is a play that's coming and, and then we got a blitz or like, okay, let's prevent the blitz. You know, they not they look at each side and, you know, you know, each side of the sideline and then do that shit. And then go and read what happened with the Michigan, the rogue assistant coach. He wrote a 200 page manifesto of like what the Michigan football should be. Apparently, the rumor is he didn't come to Michigan also in his undergrad. So it looks better in his fucking credit resume or some shit. So he went to Naval Academy instead, and he wanted to bring Naval, you know, tactics and the strategy into football, including Michigan football. And that involved using the network of people that he knew, send them to the games, like their rivals, like Penn State, Rutgers, Georgia, Ohio, you know, the usual suspects, you know. And then, like, just sit there and then scout them. And then all these details were apparently, like, on public info, like, the Venmo profile and transactions and whatnot, and I just asked myself, what kind of fucking moron and kind of naval tactic does this shit? And is this how our country security has been taught in America? Anyways, like, he didn't even get through the privacy setting 101 done. And then, like, he's coming up and he's like, you naval tactics and all that. Now, the whole crux of the issue is like, okay, the lack of oversight, the lack of leadership from the head coach like Jim Harbaugh, who essentially is a CEO of the football program or the president of the football operation at that point on the field for the on-field product. And then like like all these internet detectives come out and then like, oh, he was here, he was there, he was at the Central versus Michigan State game, like wearing sunglasses, blah, 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 you know. And then more and more I will look at this shit and I just go like, this is getting dumber and dumber. I wish it becomes an Adam McKay movie. Second of all, uh, another case of this is like Spygate with the New England Patriots where Eric Mangini, the former offensive coordinator, who ended up being the head coach of the Jets, went behind everyone's back and then like snitched on his former team, including Bill Belichick, and said, oh yeah, this is how we won in 01, 02, 04. Blah, blah, blah. All that shit. And I just like look at it and go like, excuse me. like, And then it's like, is it a big deal? I guess it was a big deal. ESPN made a big deal about it. Deflategate. Did they cheat with the... I just go like... All these things after watching sports for so long and see how inconsequential these things are, in my opinion. Like, inconsequential as in, look, Deflategate. That's not why the Colts lost that fucking game when you get run over with a rushing game that they have provided. It's not the passing that killed the Colts. But then the fucking Colts had to complain 
as a Colts fan, I just go like, Jesus, you can't beat them, bro, can you? And then same for the Spygate. And I was like, oh, they knew what plays were coming. I was like, well, it could have, like, you, it was, they were still close games for some reason. Do you not remember how close they were, you know, against the Rams, uh, against the fucking Panthers? Vinatieri had to be a clutch kicker. Like, and then all these coaches and the opposing team who were victims, I guess, they know, like, their signs are stolen. Like, TCU against Michigan. It's like, oh, yeah, we knew they were, that was happening, so we changed up the signs. And at the end of it, I just go like, oh, is that why the game was close? The sheer talent that Michigan had should have won that game, but they dropped the fucking ball at the goal line and all that shit where they were not mentally ready. You can't cheat your way out of your mental, you know, shortcomings. And I just go like, all, all this shit. Oh, Big Ten coaches are complaining and all that stuff. And then the powerful statement came from the athletic director of Michigan State saying, look, this cheating, you know, this sign stealing and, you know, illegit- you know, allegedly not gaining these sign, you know, stealing signs, you know, fairly through the videotapes and others. Or, you know, I guess like talking to the former assistants who know all the plays and shit after every season, you know, that's the only way of like obtaining these ill-gotten gains, I guess. It's, it's like, it's a bad for player safety. And I just, and then people, it became a moving statement, apparently. That's like, was a Peter Tamil or one of the guys wrote in the article? And I just said, are you fucking kidding me? Player safety? Football's already a dangerous sport, number one. So player safety, whatever. Number two, I'm sorry, Michigan State should not be the one coming in talking about the safety of the student-athletes given what the fuck has happened to that fucking program and that school with Larry Nasser. What happened to just gymnast player safety for all those decades? Oh yeah, the administrators didn't know. Got it. How about like the fucking head coach that you hire who was fucking jerking off on the phone against the fucking, uh, like the fucking domestic violence like advocate. Whatever, it was consensual, not consensual, it was a threatening, blah blah blah. Don't matter. Why is he trying to have a relationship with that and then fucking sink the entire opportunity? And coming from that institution, you're going to say like, oh, player safety is at risk. And then that became a moving statement. Give me a fucking break. And I don't like this Michigan. It's like people are saying Michigan is playing victim here. I'm sorry. I don't find them a victim. I don't think that's how Harbaugh or rest of them come off like that. If they do, I really tell the maize and blue people to shut the fuck up and sit down at this point. Because I, I think also they're kind of probably in the mentality that I'm at. I was like, it's America's team. Jim Harbaugh said that. And I'm like, Jesus, Jimbo. Like, do you really do you, do you really need to go go to that level? And then I, I, I just, this whole thing is stupid. This whole th- Mike got disconnected because I got so passionate. <laughs> the whole thing is stupid. It's, they need, like, Big Ten, all these big conferences should probably, they make enough money to pay for radio systems now. So that should probably happen. Smaller conferences, too. Somebody needs to say, if you want a fair play, we'll do a fair play. These players are going to go play in the co- in the NFL. We'll have an NFL system down and do that. And other schools are not using assistants to do this shit. Like, you know, how many graduate assistants are around? Come on now. So everybody does it. But then, like, Michigan... You know, bought the fucking tickets on StubHub. One guy who did that. And then I go, you know what? If you did it, that should be punished. That's why I said, Jim Harbaugh, just suspend them now. Get this over with. And that's what Big Ten did. And they're going to make a fucking fucking shit show. And a fucking court and all that. And I just go, you know what? Have at it. Have at it. This brings more eyes. ESPN has nothing more going on. This becomes a discussion. Just have it out there. 
and then talk. But don't give me this. Then, oh, don't dis, you know disqualify them from playoffs. Stephen A. saying that shit after he was in Ann Arbor, and then boasting like, "Oh yeah, I said this to people in Ann Arbor when I was in there this past weekend." Let the broadcast professionals like, really, really, Stephen, Stephen A. You really did. Did you really talk shit when you got paid to come to an invite in Ann Arbor? If you did, I would like to hear the perspective from the others that were in Ann Arbor, like Tracy Wolfson or something from CBS, right? Let's listen to other reputable broadcasters who were there in that conference. And you tell me that you talk shit. And then, then we'll talk, okay? But I'm just like, this is ridiculous. This is just a... This is ridiculous. And then also Michigan, if you, if you went this in-depth to do this, they probably did. And don't win the national championship this season. Uh, and then I'll be like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you guys are a bunch of morons if you don't win with that level of like, oh, we know what plays are coming. And then this elaborate scheme. And then I, I just go like, they better win. They have good enough talent to win. And I, I cannot wait to see how the rest of the season goes. I knew November was going to be the Michigan football month. Given how the early start of the season was a Colorado football season. And that kind of died down a little bit, you know, a lot at this point. But I also expected it. Knowing how hard the competition was in Pac-12 as, as a football conference has been really entertaining this season with the talent they have. And then I, I, I don't want to get into the whole coach prime hate. You know, I just go... Do you not know, like, Coach Prime needs to learn how to coach before being a motivator. And I'm like, can you shut the fuck up? Like, do you really have to put yourself in that moral, in some kind of higher ground so that, like, I'm better than thou mentality? What have you fucking coached in your life? What have you fucking played? And then have you gone through the Colorado football pain that I have gone through, the point of indifference? You haven't. So give me a fucking break. But you know what? This is why college football is a college football. It just gets the stories going. It just gets the feuds going. Just to keep the conversation going. Which is why there are big dollars attached to the media rights and everything. And to me, that's a capitalist way. So I don't care. I just want them to go win one. And I want to see one national championship of the Michigan Wolverines in a team sport in my fucking lifetime because I don't see too many championships in my life other than the Toronto Raptors 2019 and then the wrestling championship this past March but anyways I'm gonna leave it there wish me all luck all the luck and then whatever in Sweden and then have a great rest of the week and then uh, we'll come back before the Thanksgiving next week peace out